2: Star. It's Purple Daily on Score North and Score Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company.
3: Yeah, that's right. Some of us can just see into the future. Some of us can some of us can see into the future that the Vikings aren't ready to quit on the season, and others can see into the future like Judd that Mark Sanchez will still have Amir Abdullah on his mind.
4: He's in love. <laughs> he's in love with the mayor. He Can't believe he's gone from here. He wants him <laughs> back.
3: Loves him. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, hey, the Vikings. Funny when you start targeting your most explosive offensive weapons in the passing game. You get a different result. On the road, Vikings go and beat a very good Chargers team, 27-20. to 20. This is the most fan-friendly, interactive show in Minnesota sports. It is Vikings Ventline, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, and our executive producer, Declan Goff. And uh, if you're watching us on the Purple Daily YouTube channel on a TCL TV, then uh, you are supporting the show because TCL, in addition to being uh, just a great partner of ours, is also a great Football watching TV. I was just watching this entire game and Red Zone channel earlier on a TCL, which has a new lineup of award winning TV delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. We will turn this show over to you guys, Vikings fans, in just a moment. If you want to be part of the show, email us. Declan is monitoring emails at Vikingsventline at gmail.com. We'll pop your comments and questions and rip jobs uh, of us on the screen. Let's start with Judd Zolgad. Your main takeaway from a Vikings win to bring them to four and five on the
4: season. It's high time that when you have a player as talented and as good as Justin Jefferson, the excuses stop and the action starts. Right? I was, I mean, how often did we hear? Well, he's covered. You cannot throw him the football. You guys don't know what you're talking about. And and it's not just us. There were a lot of fans saying the exact. Well, same Kirk, thing. Kirk
3: Cousins has been saying, and, uh, and they put two safeties over the top. What yeah, are you supposed to do? Yeah,
4: but so has the coach. Oh yeah. And, and yeah. it it offends the senses of the football, football-y person that you might force the ball in. But the, but the reality of this game was by forcing the ball to a guy who's got more God-gifted talent than probably anybody else on that field today, you got the type of game that is possible. And, and I think it was the the go-ahead scoring drive where they targeted him twice, and Jefferson uh, was covered clearly and made a great catch. And then Cousins threw a poor pass to him, but because Justin Jefferson is so um, good, he drew a penalty flag yeah. on what what might have been an uncatchable out-of-bounds ball, but who cares? Yeah. But yeah. just the perception that you were going to throw him the ball and it going towards him, scared, and rightfully so, the Chargers. This is what, This is what the Vikings need to do all the time whether he catches every pass or not he might drop a few i don't care this goes back more and more to the fact that internally the vikings and i would not disclose this internally the vikings for whoever the oc of this team is has to have a justin ratio x amount of passes because that takes that means the quarterback's in trouble and kirk, kirk kirk likes rules so if i tell kirk you are in trouble if you do not get him the ball <laughs> 11 to 15 times. I mean, you're in trouble. No, you're not going to get. We can't dinner. take away any of your
3: guaranteed ironclad money, no, but, but we'll but find some other way to punish you. On the plane you.
4: ride home, you're going to be <laughs> sitting in the back and you're going to get no food. So, you're sitting middle seats. Yeah, sir. So, but I loved the aggressiveness. I loved how the Vikings finally attacked offensively and I love the fact that it did feel like this and I don't know if this is uh Kubiak and Zim or if there was another chef that might have gotten his way into the kitchen here or what but I love the fact that we got through the scripted plays and it actually at times improved so good for you keep it up
3: yes no this is uh, I mean this this really this I don't know if this win saved jobs immediately I don't think they were going to fire Zimmer I I, I don't think they want to fire Zimmer midseason but this definitely kept their season afloat in terms of Mm -hmm. if like if sneaking into the playoffs is you know keeping your season afloat, then they did because that seven seed is up for grabs. By the way, the Seahawks. I think that game is that game finally at the Seahawks were just not able to score points. They're down ten nothing. It looks like, or uh, maybe this hasn't refreshed yet. But like this, I thought
4: seventeen. Rip. It's, it's over. 17 so seventeen yep. nothing.
2: Package. So I
3: kind of thought, oh, Russell Wilson's coming back. Maybe the Seahawks will uh, will get it going. Well, they didn't today. They didn't score any points. Um, you know, the Falcons got absolutely destroyed by the Cowboys today. So like. I still think there's a good chance the Vikings are the best team fighting for that seven seed. But if they don't win that game today, then it just becomes even harder. Matt, my main takeaway, the last two plays for the Vikings, not counting the kneel downs. All right. So they're up by seven ordinarily late in the game. Mike Zimmer is only thinking about the bad things that could happen. And therefore his, his edict is just don't turn the ball over. Let's run the ball. Let's be conservative and you saw a little bit of that, you know, like Dalvin Cook had a great run where he's breaking tackles. Like, they tried to do the conservative draw play thing. But then they wind up with a third and 20. And the Chargers are probably licking their chops, right? Third and 20, man, if we can just stop them on a third and 20, we get the ball back. And now Justin Herbert, who leads the NFL in fourth quarter comebacks this year, at home, about to get the ball back. And I'm thinking, like, if you would have pulled all of Vikings Twitter and every Vikings fan sitting watching at home, Third and 20. I think the Chargers were out of timeouts at this time. What do the Vikings call here? Does anyone think that the Vikings throw a 19-yard pass over the middle to Adam Thielen in that spot? It's what (laughs) they should do. It's what a lot of aggressive teams will do. But the Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins and Clint Kubiak-led Vikings never throw a 19-yard pass in that spot. But today they did. And it was complete. And it wasn't a first down, but then it sets you up. It was like an 18-yard reception because it was 4th and 2 then. And you're right on the edge of field goal range. I think there's a lot of other similar games where maybe they line up for like a 55-yard field goal or something there. And it's like, no, 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 no. No, you've got Dalvin. You've got Jefferson, Thielen, Dalvin in these key moments, the 3rd and 20s or the 4th and 2 with the game on the line. Yeah. Be aggressive. My biggest takeaway today, and it's it's what we've been yelling at the Vikings for all season, is... Stop being so afraid of the terrible things that can happen. You've seen it in front of you. You can turn the ball, Lamar Jackson turned the ball over two or three times. They still won the game. Like, don't be so paralyzed by the bad things that can happen. Foot on the gas. You've got weapons. Be aggressive. And it paid off today. They went for it a couple times on fourth down. They got that touchdown on fourth down. Like, I loved the aggressiveness, and that was my main takeaway, is keep the foot on the gas pedal. Declan, what was your main takeaway?
5: Oh, well, I have to change wardrobes here as I uh, get out my whiteboard. So I I have to have my trusty whiteboard here. And I said, that's Cowboy Bleep right there. (laughs) That's Cowboy Bleep. And I don't mean Dallas Cowboys, because uh, your boy went to uh, AEW last night. Full gear, baby. And Adam Page... Wins the, the AEW World Championship, right? Big time moment for him. Big time moment for him. And he has a moniker that's co- this is Cowboy Bleep, right? This is this is all about being a cowboy bleep. Yeah, I let's can't see. Cowboys, it.
3: baby, Meg Zimmer. Let's be cowboys. Let's be cowboys. Put here. the spurs on. Strap on the assless chaps. Get the one, two, three on the charges.
5: If I had chaps, I would have worn them uh, underneath my Chill Boys, but I wasn't able to do that. However. Justin Jefferson, Cowboy Bleep. Clint Kubiak, Cowboy Bleep on the third, ni- third and nine play call there to basically ice the game. The Vikings showed that they had some Cowboy Bleep in them, just like my guy Adam Page did at AEW Rampage, or AEW uh, Full Gear yesterday, and the Vikings had the same thing. That's Cowboy Bleep. That's how you win a big game, dude, and I'm all for it. And, and
6: for
3: that. You like that? People pointing out in the chat, by the way, that not an actual Cowboy hat. Oh, no. People wondering, actually, what, this what, is, uh, what is that hat?
5: This is from my, my, my parents live in Australia. So it's actually oh. uh, when before I was born. So it's a down under cowboy hat. <laughs> it's one of those cowboys. Okay,
4: it's got a nice little visor thing there. Yeah, it's, it's for because it's for it's in the sun of Australia. But, but the fact it took this long to embrace Justin Jefferson is is at the same time it, it's like, Eureka! That's awesome, and it's maddening because this guy has been there like this since he got here, and like he's there every week, every single week. And you know what? Sometimes passes are going to be picked off. Sometimes he's going to drop balls because he does occasionally. But the majority of the time he's either going to draw a flag or make a great catch. I mean, the catches that he goes up and makes are Masonian. Like there's nobody that, that has played for this team since Moss that can go up and make those catches. So, Diggs could
3: Diggs could a little bit.
4: Yeah, a little bit. But I don't think he's I don't think Diggs is as good ultimately as Justin Jefferson can be. And to lean into it finally is such a refreshing thing. And you know what? Kirk's credit. There are throws Kirk can make. Like they like this is Kirk's strength. Dude, he can make every throw. I know he can, but he I mean can they can make don't,
1: every throw. But they don't every they don't throw.
4: they don't want to trust him. My final my final point that makes this win so intriguing is it's almost like Zim sat down yesterday and said I'm going to watch some Big 10 football. I'm gonna watch a little Iowa Hawk guys gophers. Oh, and it like hit him. It like part, hit him. Part of a like, service punishment or... like a bolt of lightning. It hit him. I'm not going to be PJ. I'm not going That's I'm not, not going. I, yeah, re, exactly. That's <laughs> coward crap. Yeah. That's coward crap. Mike said, screw it, man. That wasn't fun to watch. And and yes, this was fun to watch, and this is there.
3: Uh speaking of refreshing, you know what's refreshing after a big time Vikings road victory? Mm. surly furious and any other sort of fall winter iteration of surly that you
4: might be sipping on today on this glorious sunday oh you mean like this one like like my my celebratory uh vikings win you threw to jefferson and now everyone on that plane ride home deserves one two where i don't care you can each have five surly furious surly is uh the best beer in town furious is in particular my absolute favorite go-to beer in fact you know what Jefferson is Kirk's go-to guy. Well, when I'm looking to make a Mm -hmm. great catch from my fridge, there's no question about it surly furious do you think Thielen
3: on that third and 20 do you think he saw a football or a giant can of surly furious coming his way i I think it it was a can't drop it i think think it was surly furious
4: because he's like that's my baby check check that's my baby and kirk's like you can't (laughs) drop it and then let's celebrate with a surly furious
3: hey if you're happy that the vikings finally got aggressive uh, 18 combined targets
4: 18 combined targets
3: to justin jefferson and adam Thielen, which by the way is like you look at that, and you're like, wow, they, like, that's a lot of targets. Like, that should literally be every week. <laughs> uh, but you got to start somewhere. So 18 combined targets, 14 catches, 208 yards to those two guys, and some just like put-away catches uh, that the Chargers couldn't come back from. If you love the 18 targets and 208 yards, click the like button on this video that you're watching right now on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, and click the subscribe button, and we will in turn give you daily Vikings entertainment um, yeah, so, all right, we'll shut up now so that we can turn the show over to you guys, Vikings fans, and get your thoughts on a victory that kind of at least keeps the train moving forward here. Uh, looking at that 7C, Dex, who's first out of the gate on Vikings Valley?
5: Let's actually go right to the stadium. We got Octovio, who's at SoFi. Octovio, you got us, man? Dude. How's it, how's it going, guys? We got you. I think we got you. Yeah, the,
2: the signal's kind of off, so I'm sorry, but hey, dude, awesome game feeling feeling a open that he surely should have had but they, unfortunately they missed
0: them but the viking fans were awesome here today sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry uh the viking fans truly really showed out it was like 50 50 i'm i'm in drinking i'm sorry but it was an awesome game that was an awesome call oh.
5: skull
4: dude all right <laughs>
5: Amazing! Wow, guy. that's <laughs> how we kick it off, baby. That's how it goes right
4: there. That's, that's not in the scripted plays, boys. No. the no. f bomb is no. not in the scripted that's plays. That's a kill shot. Event line. <laughs> that's the kill uh, shot. That's towards the end of the game, maybe. Oh but not my god! It's
3: amazing, oh, dude. I that guy. Uh, I heard like a, a few other Vikings fans oh, yelling yeah. and screaming too. Okay, so uh, was it? Laura, uh, who's the sideline reporter? Laura Ackman. Who opened yeah. And mm-hmm. at one point, she was doing kind of a little like feature on how many Vikings fans were in that stadium, and they clearly haven't, like Rams fans, I feel like, have embraced, all right, the L.A. fans have embraced the Rams a little bit, but no one's embracing the poor Chargers. The San Diego fans have just abandoned them. They're like, we're not going to drive two hours to that city. It's ridiculous. Um, And the people of Los Angeles only have enough room to be bandwagon fans of like three or four teams, and so they're like Dodgers, Lakers, Okay, USC's kind of down, maybe the Clippers, and I guess the Rams. They don't just don't have time and room for it. So it looked like they were actually more Vikings fans than Chargers fans on TV. And as the announcers pointed out a couple times, the Vikings were operating at the line of scrimmage offensively like it was a home game. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kirk oh, yeah. Cousins was able to very, very clearly get the snap counts out and communicate with offensive linemen. It was not like a typical road game
4: from, from an offensive standpoint.
6: Right, no. That. Oh, go ahead, Jeff.
4: Oh, and and – I will say this when I was on the beat I started on the beat in 2005 Vikings fans would travel but not great now it's really impressive like they do a great job they go to a ton of games yeah. and yeah and they are loud which is great for them it's good yeah, to get them that too. get that skull chant going yeah. but I mean right. it's cool to see it's really cool to see yeah. all right who's next here
7: let's
5: go to our guy Ben in Florida Ben what's up man welcome back to Vikings hey, Ben. oh
7: uh, thank you thank you um I will have to say that um, my biggest takeaway is I really hope that when Zimmer sits down on Monday and looks at this film, he says to himself, us being aggressive helped us win this game. Yeah. Because, like, and I, and this is the first time in four years with Kirk Cousins that I felt Zimmer was leaning on his quarterback, leaning on his offense, and then defensively he said, I'll do just enough. The Eric Kendricks pick, Huge. Um, stopping them, sacking, blitzing Justin Herbert. I'm going to do just enough on defense, and I'm going to allow my offense to take the lead. And to the offense's credit, they came through and they came through for him. So I really hope Zimmer has learned something from this. And you know, some of the throws that Kirk Cousins made, like one of them to Jefferson was a, Jefferson was a triple coverage. I think it was like a 27. Like I probably wouldn't have made that throw, but Cousins. I like Cousins' mentality of I don't care. Jefferson's never covered. The ball's going his way. If they play like that against Green Bay, there's no reason to think they can get to 500, especially at home. So I'm I'm really glad that I hope Zimmer has learned that if I lean on my quarterback and I lean on my offense, we're going to win games more often than not. I hope he learned that lesson, but time will only tell. So a lot of good stuff from this game. No reason they can't get to 500. No reason at all. But my quick, my quick question to you guys: um, I thought the offensive line, with, outside of Holy Udo, played a pretty decent game against Joey Bosa and a Chargers pass us. I didn't think Cousins was under a lot of duress. I know that fumble was really bad, but what do you guys think of their performance today?
3: Joe, what is your what does what your eye test say about the? the that offensive was pretty
4: good. Yeah, test? yeah. Um, I thought it was. Solid, and and I would like to know from an expert. Perhaps we we can ask uh, Boone about this on Tuesday's show. I'd like to know what the stability of the center not being a train wreck does. Like I don't feel like Mason Cole is a Pro Bowl player, so I'm not trying to sell this too much. But don't you guys feel like there's a stability these last two games from the line that didn't exist? It feels to me. It feels to me like it's not great, but it feels like the center isn't overwhelmed, which I so often get the feeling that Garrett Bradbury is.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if stability is the word that I would use when, when Oli Udo is a penalty machine and like Brian O'Neill had a couple bad penalties today too. Um, but I do, I do in general feel better about Mason Cole than I do about Garrett Bradbury. Yeah,
8: exactly. And
3: Darisaw had, he had a bad penalty or maybe multiple today, but I, yeah I feel like he's coming around at least compared to you know what they were running out there in the first four weeks, yeah, so
4: I, this crew was also among the crews today that was itching to throw flags, so I mean they were about half of these crews could dial it back a bit, and I'd be appreciative like there there are crews now that are just dying to throw flags and, and so so yes. I, I agree, and I'm not trying to say that the Vikings' offensive line is great. I just feel like it's not a complete meltdown right now, which is an improvement from 2020, for instance. Yeah, by the
3: way, 17 penalties called, 10 on the Vikings, they're... and Oops. 7 on the Chargers for, let me see here, 170 total penalty yards. The other thing, too, is the Vikings The Vikings <laughs> dominated this game, and I think what bothered me the most about sort of the end of the first half sequence, again, where they are given up points and, they yep. have a chance that they the Vikings wisely call timeouts to preserve a minute thirty and then they hand off on the first play to run clock and like they once again screwed up the end of the first half. And my biggest gripe there, and Judd did the halftime vent line on the Score North Instagram account, almost to nine thousand followers. Please follow us. Um, they just like they they don't need to be in a close game like that. The Vikings dominated the first half. They got the big turnover. There was a huge yardage discrepancy, and yet here they sit. You know, they're only, like, clinging to a lead at halftime. Yep. And, that, and, and so I'm, I'm so glad they came out in the second half and said, all right, n- none of this BS. We're giving the ball to Jefferson, Thielen. We're being aggressive late in the game when we have a chance to put it away. You know, I think for so long, Mike Zimmer's mindset when it's third and 20, like I talked about at the top of the show, is, all right, let's just let's not throw the ball to the other team here. Let's let the defense finish this game out. It's like, dude, it ain't 2017 anymore. Mm-hmm. Your defense isn't finishing halves. They're yeah. not. So let your offense do it. And today they did. And it worked. And they won. All right. Who's next on Vikings Vent Line presented by Surly?
5: Yeah. Let's go to Eldon. Eldon, what's up, man? You're on Vikings Vent Line. Where are you calling from?
9: I'm calling from Milwaukee. I've called okay. in a couple of times this year. Nice. Man. Right on. But, what's well, up, Eldon? Eldon? Well, I've list- I listen to the games. It's not on TV. And I don't want to go out to a bar. In all my Vikings gear, I'm always kind of nervous about that.
3: Uh, you got to be careful <laughs> so, out there. Yeah, Don't There's worry. a couple
9: of things I saw. One, I like that the Vikings got aggressive suddenly after all that stuff. It's, you know, Judd said, oh, must have watched Big Ten football. I think Case Keenum gave him a call and said, hey, you know why we did so in 2017? Because I ignored your advice and just threw the ball <laughs> up. Why don't we try that? And it worked. I mean, I have some questions about taking a third and twenty shot to Tyler Conklin.
3: I agree. That was, we, over, that was a little weird. Yeah, that was like, nah. it's like be aggressive,
9: not that aggressive. That was I mean, I mean, not, okay. not that guy. <laughs> Maybe it's a little better than a shot to CJ Hammer, suddenly a strange one to to Herndon, but. <laughs> And then my other thing is I kind of want Judd to call the game for the radio next time, because I was listening to the Vikings radio call mm-hmm. and you know, a third quarter drive. They throw it 60 some yards and run for eight. And you hear, well, we need to run more. That, that last drive was really set up by the run. Why aren't they running more? And I'm like, throw the ball more. Jefferson's getting these 20 yard passes. Do that a little more. We know what happens when they run three and out something behind the line of scrimmage. You lose yardage. Like, that end of the first half is what the Vikings have been all season. And the second half, they threw that away,
4: which was great.
3: I need to hear yeah. Judd's best, he's loose impression here at some point.
4: No, I'd, I'd complain. I'd complain. I, oh, I, would, I would articulate about what's driving me crazy. Like, what are you doing? Like, to, today I really felt, and this is probably especially true in the final two quarters, the distribution was exactly right. Like, nice distribution. You've gotta go, I mean, how long have coaches talked about we can't we can't go uh and become two one dimensional. And then the Vikings come out and they're like, we gotta run the ball more. It's like, hold on a second. I thought you I thought you were gonna try and work the run and pass. So no, I'm with you. I thought the distribution today made perfect sense and used your most talented players aside from the third and 20 throw to Conklin, which I didn't understand. Yeah.
3: Eldon, thanks for coming on, dude. Appreciate it. Just keep your head down down there in enemy territory. Just stay away. Be careful from the bars. Uh, In terms of balance, they ran 37. uh, Let's see here. 37 pass attempts. Uh, There were two sacks so 39 dropbacks and 33 rushing attempts. The Vikings just, just for context, are pretty much right in the middle of the pack in run pass split percentage. You know, most teams now in 2021 run the ball less than they pass and the Vikings are included in that. I don't have the exact percentage for the season in front of me, but what I will say is for me it's less about run the ball less and pass the ball more. Yes, in certain situations I think they're too run heavy. I think they're too run heavy on second and long for instance but it's more about the percentage of targets that go to your non-elite passing weapons. Like Mm -hmm. you don't need a two game stretch where Conklin gets twice as many targets as Thielen or Jefferson, right? That's just, that's either bad play calling scheme or it's Kirk Cousins just not being mindful of who the needle movers are offensively. And today when it comes to just like percentage of targets. So again, 37 pass attempts for Cousins in this game, and more than half of them, right around half of them, went to Jefferson and Thielen. Uh, Cook also had five targets in the passing game, which I'm cool with that too because I think that dude should get the ball 20 plus times every single game. So I just, yeah, it didn't. If you're gonna throw the ball to Ham three times, you better make sure Jefferson gets it 10 plus. That's all. That's all I'm saying. So, all right, let's uh, let's keep it moving here. Vikings vent line decks.
5: Yeah, let's go to Joseph. Oh. Joseph, what's up, man? You're on Vikings vent line. Where are you calling from?
10: Um, Virginia, how you guys doing? Good, good Mario. What's up, Joseph? I'm doing good. It's my second time calling. I'm just wondering who is this team? just um, like because I'm so emotionally removed um, from. I didn't even watch the whole game. I, I can't just emotionally invest in them anymore because it's like even when I was watching that um, the highlights and everything, you know, I was just waiting for okay. It's third and twenty. I was like, I know what they're gonna do. When's the handoff. So when they actually passed the ball, I was surprised. And when they went for it on fourth down, I was shocked. I was like, oh, I was like, um, um, Fred Sanford, Elizabeth, I'm coming to join you, honey, because I was like so <laughs> shocked that they was that they were so aggressive. So I'm like, in the words of uh, when Kenny Omega, um, like you said that, in the words of Kenny Omega, asked Adam Page, who are you? I'm like, who is this team? Because um, you just don't know what you're going to get from them from game to game. So um, it was a big win. But they're just so schizophrenic because now we got Green Bay coming up next week. And a lot of people are going to be charged up. Yeah, we beat the Chargers. So what do we expect come next week? I don't know what to expect. I really don't have any expectations. My whole thing is to let nature take its course. I'm not looking – to see Zimmer get fired, because if they keep losing, maybe we'll get a good chance to finally, finally get a franchise-changing draft pick.
3: Joseph, thanks for coming on from Virginia, which I know is sort of an odd hotbed for Vikings fans. We can even see it like in the analytics for for our Purple Daily podcast. A lot of people from Virginia, so thanks for coming on, Joseph. Appreciate it. Um, Mike Zimmer saying some interesting things at the podium right now. It's going to read you a couple of these. Okay. As I told the team, it takes a lot of courage to fight through adversity when everybody's shooting arrows at you. I don't. I don't think he's insinuating that the arrows were unwarranted, but he definitely right. is using the like everyone yeah, thinks you guys are cooked bulletin board material thing. Yeah, that's true. And this might be the more interesting one. Mike Zimmer on Clint Kubiak saying during the week that the Vikings wanted to get the ball more to Justin Jefferson,
4: quote, he shouldn't be telling that to the media. <laughs> what? What are your thoughts? That's ridiculous. Everybody knows that like so he finally he he basically said at his uh, session on Thursday. I'm going to do something that makes sense. And Mike's upset. of oh, Come on. So that
3: Zimmer then, yeah. uh, this is multiple, come multiple on. reporters are saying Zimmer personally went up to Justin Jefferson mm-hmm. this week and said, you're going to be getting the ball more. Uh, Zimmer said Jefferson was very frustrated when he didn't get many balls last week. So, so Mike Zimmer himself is the one that came in and They're, told all the different stakeholders here.
4: Jefferson's getting the ball more. So. There are rumblings out there also that Clint might have gotten more in-game help than Clint has been getting, which makes a ton of sense. What Other, do you think that entails for him, though? Um, it, it, I, to me, it would probably entail somebody like the quarterback's coach actually being in communication with Clint to, to help Clint. I mean, Clint has looked for the past two weeks or so or more helpless. Like, he agree, looks awful. No. And and the scripted uh, – plan is so good that i'll go back to previously that i'll go back to what i've been saying which is somebody clearly and i don't know if it's his old man it it could be some type of assistant coach is helping him um all of a sudden today other than the meltdown at the end of the first half the play calling was refreshing and made sense like it literally hasn't made sense so i think just as, as importantly as a dedication to get justin jefferson the ball more i really think somebody was in with Clint helping Clint more. Here's a couple, couple other things out there.
3: So today was great. All right. Today was exactly the allotment of targets that your top receiver should be getting maybe even more. Like I'm not going to complain, but why is it that halfway through the season here and and halfway through Mike Zimmer's eight season, like how do you have lengthy stretches of weeks where your top, offensive weapon and yes i think justin jefferson is a more impactful offensive weapon even the dalvin cook if used oh, in the right way yes right yes i'm on board and how there were still like you're like you're like dragging the offense in the direction of justin jefferson it's amazing like so i, th- I feel like some teams have problems with over targeting top weapons like oh you gotta you gotta spread the ball around a little bit more right you You're you're too obvious in who you're trying to target. And the Vikings have the opposite problem. And I put it partially on Zimmer because ultimately he's the overlord of the entire roster and organization. I put some of it on Kubiak, but also like, dude, the guy with the ball, Kirk cousins has the ability to feature his most potent weapon. Right. And I think we get so caught up in like, well, I mean, it's Zimmer and it's Kubiak. It's like, well, I mean, ultimately one guy has the ball in his hands like, 80 snaps a game right and if he wants to if he wants to drive the ball to Justin Jefferson then he can so he's involved in this
4: too oh absolutely but he has to be Kirk Kirk is has a lot of talent and arm talent especially I will contend that I do not think he is the smartest dude in the pocket so when it comes to I really haven't given Kirk a plan, but don't make a a mistake. Kirk is going to default to, oh my God, I cannot make a mistake. And now I'm, and now I'm don't know what to do. Hey, uh, uh, Ham, take the ball or Conklin. But today I think what we saw was a coherent game plan to say, Kirk, we need you to make throws that we know, uh, gosh, darn it. You're good enough. You're smart enough. And you're talented enough to make throws that look like they're dangerous, but they're not going to be. And so, I fault Kirk as well but I think it starts with people telling Kirk exactly what Kirk needs to do uh because I I think where he lacks is the intelligence of the game not the physical talent. I agree like he's he's checking he's, down cuz he's nervous. He's this
3: he he's he's accurate. He can throw a beautiful deep ball. He literally throws one of the most perfect spirals of any quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean Peyton Manning didn't throw a spiral the last 12 years of his career, right? right but Manning was so great at all the other things and Kirk Kirk is like this sort of cyborg pocket passing accurate guy who just needs someone needs to like plug into him and and be the brain of the of the computer uh Sean Borman has another Mike Zimmer quote here on Kirk Cousins needing to stay aggressive quote if he needs to hum a couple passes in there and one gets tipped so be it that's why we're a team yes mm-hmm. yes it's okay if you throw an interception okay i mean don't throw a pick six you know don't right. don't don't just be like wildly throwing seven interceptions but you know i think there's there's such an obsession with not throwing a dangerous pass up until this week uh-huh. that it really holds this offense back and and for the head coach to be coming out this week and saying all right jefferson's getting the ball and kirk just hum a couple passes in there i don't care so the more that things are coming out post game the more obvious it is that mike zimmer's the one that drove this change offensively and that's a good sign it's a good sign it's a sign that the team hasn't completely given up on him and it's a sign that his midseason adjustment at least for this one game
4: worked and led the vikings to a win yeah it's nice to see it finally though like it still frustrates me like i'm glad and 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 uh but they have the players to do this like they have why do you lose close games because you get scared and conservative right what did they do today? Fourth and two, they didn't do something stupid like okay, let's attempt a long field goal that the Gophers showed got bo- or yeah got blocked. Um, they decided we've got the offensive talent on fourth and two to go for it, and they did. And guess what? It worked, and it ended the game basically. So I'm just I'm glad to see. I don't know how we got here exactly what the clear tipping point was. I'm just glad to see that we finally got here. Yeah. All right, Dex. Who's next? Vikings. line. Yeah, let's go back to uh, Levi, who was
5: on the show last week. Levi, welcome What's back. What's up,
3: Levi? What's going on, guys? How you guys doing? What did awesome. you see here? I, I, you were great last week, and now the Vikings, yeah. I think, took all of your advice, applied it, <laughs> and look, and they won the game.
1: <laughs> nice. nice. Uh, who knew that the butt fumble was going to be our, our lucky charm this week? Uh, maybe oh, we should God. just get Mark Sanchez, <laughs> Mark Sanchez just to commentate all of our games. Dude, uh, he
3: is, wanna... He's something, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, this week, um, I was I was fairly pleased with pretty much everything. Um, Play calling was good. Not scared. Clint definitely. You could see that he had help um, in some form or fashion because it was just unpredictable things that were happening. Yep. Ballsy calls on on fourth fourth down to go for it. Put a dagger in the team. That's what we want to see. Um, I don't have any anything negative to really say about the team uh, unless the one uh, spot about Udo. I'm I'm kind of concerned about the progress of Wyatt Davis a little bit here. Um, when the one time that Odo did get hurt, uh, I think we saw Kyle Hinton come in and come into a spot there. Um, and it's like sometimes he's inactive, sometimes he's just not playing at all, gets no burn. I don't know what's going on with that. A uh, second thing is, is that it's clear to see that NFL refs need to be full time. Okay, this is this is a problem here. Um, they're just coming in flag happy you know sitting at home bored playing (laughs) Among (laughs) Us maybe or something and uh, you know they're they're just ready to throw the flag. Um, Other than that that's all I got. Skull Vikings we finally got and congrats Vikings fans we finally have a blueprint. Something to build off of congrats Vikings fans this is a win (laughs) for you guys. Clap it up in the chat. We leaving. got to buy. Great stuff, dude. <laughs> Love Appreciate it, you coming out right. again.
3: Thanks, awesome. Love me some Levi. Yeah, on Oli Udo, real quick. So, I think he took two penalties, maybe three today, but he came in as the let's see here, among I'm going to get I'm just going to whittle this down to guards here. So, he came in as the second most penalized guard in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Only Connor Williams with the Dallas Cowboys. So, Udo had 9 penalties coming into today, and uh, Connor Williams had 10, but Udo, I don't know how many Connor Williams had. And that blowout win over the Falcons. But Udo is definitely, like, one of the two most penalized guards in the entire league. Yep.
4: So. Not great. Yep, That's not And great. and the question about Wyatt D- Davis is a great one. I have no idea what's going on there. And we don't know. Like, is he awful? Is he still fat? Like, what's. It, it's just weird. <laughs> he's right? like, like, pretty he's,
3: fat. He's an offensive lineman. But
4: he should be yeah. fat. But, I mean, he's a third-round pick. And so, so I get the fact that he's not starting, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, he can't get in and and he's active for games when they basically have guys on the COVID list. So like, they're they're like, okay, we'll, we'll stick him on the roster for this game. But yeah, that's a really good question about what exactly he's done. So wrong that, that he's been ostracized basically from, from being on the field. Yeah. If
3: you guys are watching us on the purple daily YouTube channel, thank you for hanging out with us. Please click the subscribe button. And if you love what you saw offensively from the Vikings today, just hammering the ball to Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. Click the like button if you are ready for that to just translate over through the rest of the season. Um, and this is if, if this is your first time watching Vikings Ventland, This is part of the Purple Daily umbrella of Daily Vikings Entertainment. Phil Mackey, Judd Zilgad, our executive producer, Declan Goff. You can find former Viking and ten-year NFL vet Alex Boone yucking it up with us on Tuesdays. And if your first reaction to that is Alex Boone wasn't he a bust? Check his commentary out with us on Tuesdays and just the passion and insight that he brings. It's been great having him on board. And realistic Randy, too, on Purple After Dark on Tuesdays, also part of the Purple Daily family here. So Dex, who's next on Vikings Vent Line?
5: Yeah, let's go to uh Larry. Larry, what's up, man? You're on Vikings Larry. Vent Line. Where are you calling from?
6: Calling from Arlington, Texas. Okay. Dex,
3: what's going on, man? What would you see today?
6: Um, uh, a couple of things, a couple of things. I got a couple of notes I want to just kind of quickly go through. Uh, first thing, uh, Kirk, man, uh, it was so good to see Kirk just finally throw the ball up to and just let Jefferson go get it, man. Uh, I've been waiting all season long for him just to finally just say, "Hey, we got a, a, a top ten wide receiver. Just give him the ball and let him do damage, man." Trust me, he's hard to cover, man. Um, uh, second thing, Udo, Udo has to go. I'm sorry, I'm so so I'm so so sick of seeing this man. Every week, holding on first and second down, man. We get too many holding calls on first and second down, and we suck at long third down. So I'm <laughs> sick of that. We got to get through something about that quickly, man, quickly. Uh, And my last thing, or well, two last things, man. Oh, really, last thing. I don't know if y'all ever noticed, but when y'all see Zimmerman um, calling in defensive plays or on a defense on the camera, his hands is always shaking. Why yeah. is that? Like, What's going on with that? Uh, is he scared? Yeah. Is he nervous? What, what, what is it? I don't, something about that just bothers me. I think,
3: Larry, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, I noticed that too. And I, I mean, it's hard to sit here. I don't think he's nervous. I mean, it's hard to speculate on a guy's health, but when's the last time you saw like a 65 year old, 70 year old lifelong football coach that just looked really healthy? You know, I just think like coaching football, especially in the NFL for like 30 years, uh-huh. you're probably going to be overweight. You're probably gonna have like high blood pressure, like Andy Reid, Tom Coughlin, like you, you don't you don't get out of thirty. I'm I'm curious to see what Cliff Kingsbury looks like in about thirty three years. You know, looks he looks like Ryan Gosling now. He's gonna look like John Goodman in like thirty <laughs> throw years. to
4: three ten, huffing and
3: puffing. Is. but but just but but still gonna be just, just one of the great. Sending the coaches. plays, man. He'll be sending the plays. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. He's probably not. I mean, to be honest, Zimmer's probably not the healthiest guy. Like. Football yeah, coaches. I've you know, seen it
4: too, but I'm, I'm not quite
3: sure. Probably working eighteen hours a day. Like he's also, you know, he's probably a little stressed out because like any bad loss could end his career yeah. as a head coach. So yep. oh, man. I'm actually I mean, I'm as critical as we've been of him. Like I'm happy for him. This was for like for him to make an adjustment to, to go up to Justin Jefferson and to to tell his offensive staff, guys, we gotta refocus that's what a head coach is supposed to do he doesn't need to be in there drying up plays but like take the reins of your football team and and make the right adjustment and he did this week
4: now keep it up keep yep. it going now do it against the packers yeah all right dex
5: let's go to uh elijah elijah what's up man you're on vikings vent line where are you calling from
11: calling from uh, boulder colorado right now what's wow, going on guys dude. beautiful elijah yeah. what's
3: going on what'd you see today
11: uh first of all i just wanted to shout you guys out it's been awesome seeing you guys grow especially since Bentline a couple weeks ago against the cowboys so bravo for you guys and thank you man appreciate it great great seeing the love it's kind of it's kind of
3: shady that we just take advantage of like vikings tears (laughs) the last two weeks
4: oh we're here's therapists man it's like we're we're,
3: we're like the we're like the dui insurance billboard
11: like hey your life's in shambles come to us it'll be great the best part of anything Vikings-related right now is you guys, honestly. It's Thank great you. having you guys Appreciate on every you. day. Um, Thanks,
3: Elijah. Appreciate it, man.
11: Yeah, of course. It's a It was a fun game today. I really enjoyed watching it. Uh, I actually really like the Chargers this year, too, especially with Justin Herbert. They looked like a great team, and it was fun watching those two go at it. Um, yeah, it was finally great to see them be aggressive. I agree with everyone else. Like Just seeing Justin Jefferson get the ball you know, more than four times in one game for, I think, almost 200 yards today was super awesome. Um, The defense played a great game. Uh, Eric Hendricks is just, like, I think Mark Sanchez said it, but he's the heartbeat of this defense 100%. Like, Mm -hmm. he's at the center of it all and just making plays happen. Um, Also, Jordan Berry has been solid this season. Just got to show love to the punter real quick because – He's been he's been having some pretty good punts this year. Um, yeah, I mean, just a fun game. It was it was a different energy I felt like because normally when we're watching these games, we're super stressed and like it's super close. And this game was also very close, but it was exciting. Like you felt like you could actually root for this team and be happy for them. So the energy was was nice. Definitely enjoyed it.
3: Elijah, awesome stuff. Thanks for the kind words. Awesome. Appreciate yeah, it. Get you on again for sure, especially if you're just gonna shower us with praise yep. like that. We yeah, pay him. we should just like Elijah. Should just be every other guest. Mm-hmm. Just, the best uh, thing right, about the Vikings right now is gonna praise us
4: some more. <laughs> That's high praise, or, or really, or really sad for the Vikings. One of the well, two. when
3: they're getting drubbed in the second half by the Lions or whatever, it's like the bar is pretty low for us to like go above it, you know. So, but thank you. Appreciate the kind words. Um, Judd, real quick, before we get to a few others here, people have noticed in the comment section, mm-hmm. you got the fresh haircut, you're yep, losing some haircut. weight, you yes know, this, sir. your 52nd birthday was yesterday. Yeah. So, so, uh,
4: you know, what's been the biggest change for you? Uh, the biggest change without a doubt. In fact, I have dropped from uh, 240 pounds to the current 217 Livia Ooh, weight control wow. centers. And I've got some new exciting news boys to unveil for the first time right here on Ventline. The Season to Believe friends and family event. Be like Judd. Join now and save 40% off your plan. So instead of like getting to January 1st and being like, I'm over, I'm out, what am I going to do? I need to go to the gym. Start early. Livia, right now, call 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A or go to Livia.com and check it out. But the great thing is, join now by Jan 1 or so, clothes are feeling looser, you're healthier. You'll love it. Livia.com. Yeah, Instead so of feeling worthless on Jan 1, like, oh, my and God. And the Jan 1, 1 thing, you know, I mean, it's so cliched, right? Don't yeah. be a cliche. Break out of the cliche. <laughs> Livia.com. Tomorrow morning. Call them.
3: Also, and I can say you know, this, I mean, like, on behalf of Judd, you know, a lot of people think, oh, man, I'm going to, like, have no fun over the next two months while I'm doing this, you know, program or whatever. Judd's still drinking beer. It's not like you're not just eating kale well, and drinking seltzer water. Like You're enjoying yes. your
4: life and lost 20-plus pounds. And the most important thing, because it, it's a good question, but the most important thing, portion control. That's what they help me with. I need food structure. That's my biggest problem. Because if you bring me a bag of chips, guess who's going to eat the whole bag of chips? Yeah. Portion <laughs> control structure. All
3: right, who's next on Vikings Vent Line?
5: Yeah, let's go to Jay. Jay, what's up, man? You are on Vikings Ventline. Line. Where are you calling from?
12: Calling from right here in Minnesota. Calling from me in Prairie. There nice, you man. go.
5: All right. How are we doing
12: today, guys? How, what'd you think, game?
3: Good, man. We're like we're honestly like we can only do the last two weeks show so often. Like the Vikings got to throw in some positivity once in a while for us to 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 gnaw on. So I think we're pretty happy. What'd you see today?
12: Oh, man, the first thing I want to point out is, I, I forgot who exactly called that a mere dual prediction, but, but I think it's Judd. Judd Zolgad. Mad, mad props <laughs> you, Judd. I was just, you know, kind of zoned out watching that game, and I
4: hear them talking about, I think it was like screen pass or something like that. He was throwing a mere dual, and I was like, what in the world? Sanchez, man, he's got his go-to guys. I knew it. I knew it. He came
3: through for Like, how does he even – so he must have done a bunch of prep the first time they had a Vikings game, and Amira, he just – Something about Amir Abdullah stood out to him, and Boy, then and I then know. his name just—he's like, not even on the team anymore—and his name just <laughs> must have just popped into Sanchez's head. It was so mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, we might have to find, uh, we'll, uh, write that down. You know, bribery
12: commission going, figure out you know what Judd side deals are. You know, here. maybe
8: maybe <laughs> never speak. talk to
12: Sanchez.
5: Like never talk to Judd. here for Mark Sanchez. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Oh Welcome man. Home. Judd's gonna drop a really obscure one, like, all right, Mark Schlereth is gonna talk about uh cutting a cucumber in half and uh swallowing one half whole as a college trick, all right? Like, uh, what? Man. That's crazy. Okay, sorry. Yeah, no props to Judd, but in all
12: seriousness though, um Cameron Bynum, man, he he can play. He had a great game. He had a great game against Baltimore too. And um I just I don't know what they're gonna do with Harrison Smith, you know, because he's on this massive contract and he's around for, you know, next couple of years. And I I, I think Mike Zimmer's gone regardless of what weapons in the next couple of games after the season. So, you know, it's interesting to see what they're gonna do with Cameron Bynum versus Harrison Smith. And you know, the other thing is um um what's his name? Um Cam Cameron Danzler, right? Because um throughout the game they really target him that much. They like to pick on Breland a lot. So when Patrick Pearson comes back, which I think is next week, who are they going to okay. start? Is it going to be is it going to Breland or is it going to be Dantzler? Because I think we know the right answer, which is Dantzler. But what are they going to do? And so you know, I, I like to hear what you guys what where
4: who are they going to start. You have to start Dantzler, right? Because and and Breland was questionable for this game too. So he's got I think is is it an ankle now he. He didn't get hurt today, but the guy seems to get hurt once per game. Uh, but I think you've got to go Peterson-Dantzler. Here's the key, though. Peterson's an old man with a hamstring problem. He can come back. I'm not convinced he's going to. Like, that's, a, that's the sort of thing that you don't want, want to rush. So I actually think, just totally guessing, that decision might not come until at least the week after the Packers game. But if I have a choice, it's not tough. Gansler starts.
3: I also want to see Mason Cole continue to start next week over um, yep. Garrett Bradbury. Bradbury should be off the COVID list by next week. I am Not to mention, like even if it was not just performance-based, he hasn't played a game. They're going to play the Packers. It's a huge game to keep your playoff hopes alive, and Mason Cole has been, two weeks in a row, pretty solid. At least we'll see what the PFF grades say when they come out tomorrow. People that stare at the trenches more than we probably do during a game, but um, I, w- I would like to see Mason Cole get another game for sure, Jay.
12: Yeah, I mean, uh, he's, he's not a disaster. I mean, he could become a disaster in the next couple of games, Mason Cole. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him or put it past, you know, whoever coaches his Vikings offenses, offensive line now that um, Rousher is gone. But, yeah, I mean, Bradbury, it, if Bradbury comes back, it's purely just a save-face decision, you know, where he's a first-round pick. So, you have to start him just to not look like a fool, which, you know, you already do, so may as well start their
5: guy, yeah. Mason Cole.
3: Awesome, Jay. Great stuff. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. We'll we'll get Jay on again sometime here. Let's keep it rolling, Dex. Who's next? Yeah,
5: let's go to Luca. Luca, what's up, man? Welcome to Vikings Vent Line.
2: Thank you. Uh, It's going good. Uh, Glad to see the Vikings got another win. Um, The whole game, I kind of, you know, there's, um, you know, the penalties were a big one for me. You know, we do really good. You know, we get a long conversion, and then we get like another 10 or 15 yards in penalties. It's kind of got me feeling like Jerry Burns back in 89 against Rams or whatever, just being, you know, we win and we do good things, but there's so many things that needs to be worked on. And I just think that was a big standout thing for me was the penalties for sure. Um, One more thing is just. That, that's a pretty old school reference for you, yeah, by the way. Dude. Jerry yeah.
3: Burns in 89, man. Yeah. Unless um, you're like 50 years old and just look great. Like you're like Tom Brady.
2: <laughs> no, um, but no, I. I remember my dad talked about it. He See? Was a big old, <laughs> old school <laughs> Old man football.
4: told you. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Another thing is just you know, taking chances and being aggressive. You know, the Delvin Cook fourth and two, that was huge for us. And I'm so glad that we took that chance. And it definitely paid off. And being aggressive is a key to victory. You know, not being overly aggressive um, where it's getting us into situations where there's you know, penalties, but just. Knowing what you have in front of you with uh Sealand and uh Jefferson and just utilizing the right way.
3: Yeah. Hey, Amen. Luca, great stuff, man. Thanks, Thanks for coming on. Vikings Vent line here. Uh let's keep it rolling.
5: Yeah, we'll keep going Some on. Some
3: good stuff here.
5: Let's go to Logan. Logan, what's up? Hey, man? what's up? Grand Vikings Vent line. Where are you Lo- walking? Where where are you right now?
13: I'm outside, uh outside my bar. I'm down in South Florida, it's a beautiful night. It's good okay. to get a W. Nice man. <laughs>
3: Love it. Where are like whereabouts in South? Are you Fort, Fort Myers or Miami or like what? No. I'm,
13: I'm in West Palm, kind of close okay. to Palm Beach. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. Right. Say hi, say hi to our
3: say hi to our Hubbard friends uh, KVJ yeah. <laughs> show out there when you get a chance.
13: Where are they at?
3: Uh KVJ, number 1 morning show in West Palm. WRMF, oh, okay. part of the part, part of the Hubbard fam. Shout them out.
13: Awesome, man. Yeah, it's awesome. Out here, when it gets, uh, you know, a little bit below 70 degrees, everybody's pulling out the fur coats.
5: <laughs>
13: you know, I think it's like 69 degrees out right now. Nice. Um, so, about the game, I mean, finally Zimmer's, finally Zimmer doesn't play conservatively, and it works out for us. Now, it kind of makes me think, you know, how usually we'll try deep pass, you know, early in the game, and it doesn't work out, and then they won't use that the rest of the game. So it kind of makes me think: Is he going to say, "Oh, we actually win by being aggressive"? Or, Are we going to do that the rest of the season? Is this, you know, going to be a new thing from now on? What do you guys think?
3: Well, Kirk Cousins uh, just hopped up to the podium, and he did say, "I do feel like we were aggressive for the most part." So I think uh, the acknowledgement there is is good. I don't know, man. I need to see it against the Packers next week because it's. I think it's so easy for them to go revert back to this. Yeah. This sort of conservative, don't make a mistake. To, but they have nothing to lose anymore. Like, what do you have exactly. to lose? And it paid off today.
13: Nothing. And they're not, they're not going to have Aaron Jones next week, so that's definitely going to help us. That's interesting. I mean, because he's been killing us. Yeah,
3: yeah. Aaron Jones with a knee injury today. Yeah, uh, Logan, thanks for jumping in from South Florida. Appreciate it. Yeah, uh, Aaron Jones, is it an MCL?
4: Mm-hmm. I believe I saw. Yeah. That's a huge loss for them. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, Kirk Cousins also said, quote, Justin Jefferson is such a good football player. It's important that we target him and let him make plays.
4: He's really good at football. Jeez, Wiz. Like really I, I love he's this epiphany really at that's happening football. in like week 10. It's like, oh, man, this guy over here, we should totally get that guy the so ball. It's crazy. I, I've got a quick theory on why Zim, I think, um, morphed and adjusted willingly today. I think they're finally missing so many defensive pieces. That somebody told Mike, "Look, dude, like like you can dial things up, and you certainly should, uh, but your core guys are are for the most part not playing. Mm-hmm. So if you don't embrace uh, JJ and Thielen and Dalvin, you're never going to like. They're going to have to uh, play a huge role if you want to win a, this game, which you know to your employment is a huge win. Um, but because no bar, right? No Hunter." no Smith, no Jefferson, I think he probably finally said, okay, I mm-hmm. get it. Now the question is, when guys start to come back, because there just seems to be the, such a, a Zim fallback position of, well, once my guys are back, I'm dialing it up, and we're going to win with defense. Um, I wonder if he can be convinced that this change is actually the right change no matter who comes back.
3: Yeah, and I and again, if you look up and down, especially the early games today, so – Over the last 30 games, going back almost two full seasons, the Vikings have only had one 20 point lead or more in any of those games. And it was against the Lions at home last year. Now, I wasn't expecting them to go on the road, not exactly a raucous environment, but that's a good Chargers team. You know, they're above 500. They've had a couple really good wins this season. Like, they weren't going to blow the Chargers out. I'm not expecting that. But it just speaks to the nature of the way Mike Zimmer coaches. Until today, today, def- he definitely came in with a different style today, and he talked about it after the game. But look at some of the blowout scores today. Eagles go on the road beat the Broncos. 30 to 13, right? They jump out to a big lead. Hang on. Cowboys beat the Falcons at home. 43 to three. Patriots beat the Browns at home. 45 to seven. Bills beat the Jets, 45 to 17. Panthers beat the Cardinals, sort of shockingly well, not really. Because Kyler Murray did, did he not he play in that play, game? No, okay. He, he uh, actually, play. Chris Streveler, former Gophers backup, was at one point playing quarterback for the Cardinals wow. in that game. Yeah. Uh, but the Panthers win that game 34 to 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does he have any eligibility left? <laughs> can, can, he, can he start uh, yeah. next week? But like like you've got the weapons, as long as your defense doesn't give up a you know four touchdowns or something. Like you it it once in thirty games, you should absolutely stomp somebody out when you have the weapons that the Vikings have. Yeah. But they don't they don't and maybe maybe there's a couple opportunities like the bears the steelers at home on a thursday like stomp somebody out do what jefferson was saying early in the week which is we don't need to be playing close games let's be more aggressive mhm oh, my two cents I agree. Uh, all right who's next Declan?
5: let's go uh, up to canada is it stefan or steven Oh, and you're muted, by the way. So now, I, now I'm really on the spot. If I got, can go. right wow. you guys hear me? Yeah, we got yeah. you. De- did
3: Declan get one of your? Did he get it right, or was there a he third? Did, he got
14: one of them right. He got Stephon right. Oh, okay. right. That's nice. yeah. 500, yeah. 500. All right, good, nice, 500. great. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, uh, thank you guys for having me. I want to shout out my dad. He was in Montreal. We watch the games every Sunday on the phone. Um, I'm I'm here in Toronto. Um, and I will say this, my dad actually is a professor. He teaches Freud, and you guys are his therapists every uh, <laughs> every Sunday. So I think that speaks volumes to the value of the services you guys provide to uh, Vikings Nation. Um, yeah, no, so uh, I'll try to keep this brief, though. I did take some notes here. Um, it, it's just so good to see them go, keep going to Justin Jefferson after, you know, he did drop that ball on that long pass. It was called back on a hold. You know, there could have been a temptation there not to go back to him, but they kept going back to him. They had faith in him, and it obviously paid off. I jokingly said to my dad last week, you know, after uh, JJ got that 50-yarder, I said, okay, that's it. He's done for the day. Like, God forbid they go back to, 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 to Justin Jefferson after he made that big play. And sure enough, you know, they only targeted him a few times after that. Um And today, you know, it showed. It's incredible what happens when you put the ball in the hands of your superstars in clutch time. You know, like it took 10 weeks into the season for them to figure that out, but turns out that's a thing. Um, And to me, it made me think of the Seattle game last year, where, you know, on on fourth and short this week, they gave the ball to, to Dalvin, which they could have done last year against Seattle in that fourth and short situation, but they gave it to Madison instead. And I think. Everyone knew that Dalvin would have made that play would have found that hole that was there, and this week they gave it to dalvin I, I i held my breath because it was this toss into the backfield, and I had to hold my breath for a moment thinking, "Ah is he going to make it?" but he yeah. did because he's dalvin cook, right um same thing with Jefferson keep going at him and and you guys said it Kirk can make those throws let him let him let it rip because he can he can make those plays um you know there's a lot more i could say here but uh but uh it, it's good to see the win i just hope they keep it on this trajectory there's a lot of guys on defense some other guys mentioned bynum looks great i'd hate to see harrison go but at the same time if you got to save cap space that might be a place you can do it visual also looked pretty solid today you know like mm-hmm. i have i have the same take as uh, realistic randy on on uh Anthony Barr, so you know that's another way you might be able to save some space. Um, but the defense looked really good today. Um, yeah, all around, it's it's just good to see that that aggressivity or that aggression, I guess. Um, yeah, no, it was it was a fun game to watch, and and I just you know I held my breath thinking they're going to fall back down this this rabbit hole of going back to. Running the ball, which they did also on on second and long at times, which was a little exasperating but um but overall, they came through and and they went to their clutch players in in those clutch situations, and it paid off and It's not to say that Conklin didn't didn't make plays, he certainly did, but you know when it came down to crunch time go go to your you know i forget who it was it says. That said, rather big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games, and you know it showed today that you need to go to those guys, and you have those guys, so let's keep doing it.
3: Awesome, man! I think that was Declan that said that originally back in the late '70s. Actually, <laughs> Declan Goff. Yeah. So thanks for calling in from uh, Toronto. Appreciate that. Good stuff. Man. And yeah, and I think I think it's cool that he, that him and his dad are in different. Cities in in Canada, and they sit on the phone for three hours, mostly just bitching about the Vikings. Until but then they, we're their you know, therapists. The See, on. that's yeah. the important. That, that's what we do here. It's awesome. God's work. I love it. All right, Dex, who's next on Vikings Vent Line?
5: Yeah, let's go to Josh. Josh, what's up, man? You're on Vikings Vent Line. Where are you calling from?
3: Hey, uh, calling
15: from Mankato, Minnesota. Nice, right on. Go, Purple Cows. Yeah, so I just want to start off my call with a question: um, Is Mike Zimmer a Purple Daily fan? Because I swear, like. Everything that you guys were saying just got implemented <laughs> today.
3: You I think he's got about someone? He's he's, about he's got some gopher on the on the staff just cutting clips of Judds, Surly. You must be furious, By you know. <laughs> Declan's predictions I, on Wednesdays. The clips. Uh, I'm sending him the clips.
15: <laughs> I'm sending him to PR. the the pie chart of blame.
4: Josh just is sort of right. At all. Like it's remarkable what happens when you have a game plan that that employs what I just like to call common sense. The common sense game plan, the CS game plan worked out.
15: Yeah, for real. And, like, so I live in a divided house. Got a couple of Packers fans here. Oof. And so, like, uh, finally busted out the hat. I can wear it with pride again.
3: There you go. Yeah, yeah. That thing was in hiding for about three and a half weeks, but here took, it is. It took
15: me a little while to find it. Not going to lie. It was tucked away. <laughs>
3: so what's your what's your level of faith that they're going to keep that they're going to the things that they did today that they're going to carry him over against the Packers and and the rest of the schedule
15: um I I think like it'll be a good test to see them uh against the Packers just because like their defense I think it's on another level than the Chargers I mean they have a pretty good one but I don't know I I think uh I think it'll be good I ended up missing the game today I was pretty upset especially because it was a good one
3: well, did you have to work or something. What happened?
15: No, I was uh, driving back from Minneapolis, Okay. and then uh, just uh, just didn't get it. Super set, mm-hmm. and I was just it's okay. Like, maybe
3: you should. I think. I think now it's your obligation to not watch until yeah. the winning streak is you, broken.
4: You, you yeah. might be the bad luck charm, and by you not watching, stay away, it's Josh. The good stay luck away, charm,
15: Josh. Mm-hmm. No
4: more Vikings for you, Josh. Yeah, especially because
15: I'm super superstitious too. So maybe I'll just oh, turn it
4: off. <laughs>
3: Can't watch you can't watch the the Chill Boys you're wearing and you can't uh, and you can't watch the games until they until they yeah. lose again. So, Josh, thanks for jumping on, man. Yeah, Appreciate for, it. Um, speaking of Chill Boys, let me tell you guys. Oh yeah, let me tell you, me tell you something. Let me yeah. tell you something, brother. Let me tell you something, brother. Yeah, when I slept those Chill Boys on, we yeah. uh, it's fall slash winter weather and those long underwear from oh, yeah. Chill Boys come in handy. Like Judd says, you know, normal guys like us strap them on. We start to look like NBA players, put a Mm -hmm. pair of shorts on top of Mm -hmm. them, too. It's great. But uh, Chill Boys, most comfortable underwear that I think the three of us have ever worn in our lives. Minnesota-based companies. You can support them while you support your boys. And uh, you can get them at chillboys.com.
5: They are Good fantastic. Stuff. Not yeah. even close. It is life-changing underwear. We, oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Like, I, I, and I've never been a briefs guy until now. And like the, and, I, and I can't even classify them as briefs. I don't know what they are, like the hybrid of underwear. I don't Their
3: know life, what it is. They the are. boxer briefs, right? Aren't they, they boxer briefs?
4: They are a lifestyle. That's what they are. It's a lifestyle it, decision that changes your outlook. Yeah. Forever. I'm just saying TMI, but like briefs, I usually don't like it because it's because it's too compact. Not with Chill
5: Boys. Okay. Not with Chill Boys yeah no they're great they're, fair they're great try them out seriously bamboo performance yeah. long underwear all of them yeah just get them get them all right who's next let's go to uh let's go to Nick Nick what's up dude you're in Vikings vent line where are you uh calling from
16: calling from Duluth tonight gentlemen thanks for having yes, me man. on yeah
3: great or Decl- Declan Declan hates your city I love Duluth your city on, is rocks <laughs> man no say <laughs> hey Declan say it say it to Nick's face that yeah, you hate Duluth Nick, right now don't Nick, don't say like it to Duluth. his face
16: Nick,
5: Nick I loathe the city of Duluth
3: you said it all right
16: so Isn't I just am- want to say that it's nice to see some of the younger guys getting the, the play on the defense. I mean, this has been long coming, and it's terrible that injuries had to come down to it, seeing Patrick Jones out there, seeing the Lynches out there, uh, both of them just blowing up the ball all day today. The defense was creative. That was something that, even with Zimmer being this, this defensive mastermind for how long, is something that we've missed. It looks like Kendricks was just absolutely unleashed today. Dude, that and, interception uh, it he had was to, ridiculous. Oh, great. Kendrick's a bolt and if that defense can continue to play like that the rest of the year unfortunately it's going to bode too well for Zimmer I still think he loses his job no matter what happens but it it was great seeing those guys play like a group of men today not just a bunch of boys that were held back
3: I like that you brought this up because I think the focus of the show has been on you know rightfully so the drastic differences offensively but you know, this was a defense without the Neil Hunter, without Anthony Barr, without Michael Pierce that held a really good Chargers offense to four point six yards per play and only four point eight yards per pass attempt, which is pretty amazing. So um, and you know what, Nick, since since you are from what Judd and I consider one of the great cities in the state of Minnesota, we I are North Shore guys and Seriously. we have been trying to tell Declan, yep. get up there. Go explore more. You are the event of the night brought to us by Surly Brewing Company, which means you are going to win next time you're in the Twin Cities. You can use this. Uh, A night for four people to Surly Brew Hall, two appetizers for the table of your choice, four entrees of your choice, and three beers per person. That's right, three beers per person. And um, it's all in the Surly Brew Hall, which has over 30 beers on draft from the flagship Furious to even vintage beers that you can only get in the beer hall and the kitchen. And then there's the pizza shop up top. It's just one of the best places to uh, to enjoy some time with friends. And so congratulations, Nick. You are the event of the night. If you could send a note to, uh, to Vikingsventline at gmail.com, and Declan will uh, we'll connect with you on that, all right? All
16: right. Thanks, guys. Awesome, Appreciate man. you, Nick. So there's Nick thanks, coming Nick. In, in there.
3: Hope every caller is from Duluth, just mm-hmm. so Declan can see. I don't understand and how at are eating a, a bowl of North tater tot North hot
5: dish
4: and sitting at the Twin all Ports. All the cities. And- in this state to pick on, Duluth is not Coming from a guy life. who
3: spent multiple years in St. Cloud. And yeah. I'm not trying to oh. rip Minnesota cities, but I oh. mean, come on. I no. got
4: takes
5: on that city, too, that, that, <laughs> I, that I have no problem sharing. You're such a
4: big— Love me so, some St. Cloud, don't so you? So get me. if it's uh, not the big city, Declan's out. That's basically
5: I, what I'm I doing I, doing. I Even though I'm on my cowboy bleep, I'm very much a metropolitan cowboy, okay? I, I like the big city <laughs> life. I like my pinkies out so, with this yeah, cowboy hat Duluth's on, okay? Yeah,
4: awesome for a weekend. It's great. It's gorgeous. It's got great bars. CJ Ham can hang out
5: in Duluth and and Nick Callin and all that. De- stuff. Declan
3: Declan texted, "Don't forget about the Surly gift card." And in my head I'm thinking, "I was just waiting for someone from Duluth, Duluth? the entire time." Really. Yep. The setup. Yep. <laughs> no, but I'm glad I'm glad he brought up the defense and we haven't really talked about the defense and they were very, very solid on the road today without some yes, of their happy. best players. So, awesome stuff. All right. Blue who's happy? Next? All
5: right, let's uh, let's go to Jabril. Jabril, what's up, dude? Are are you Man, what's going on? What's going on, dude? Where are you calling from? From your car right uh, now? Atlanta,
17: Atlanta, Georgia, by the way uh, of okay. New Jersey.
5: Okay. Nice. Uh,
17: surely there's no way that Amir Abdullah can be mentioned again uh, for another <laughs> football game.
3: <laughs> we, when, Mark Sanchez will do a Vikings game again before the end of the year. Judd, what is your confidence level he will sneak in a third Amir Abdullah game?
4: I don't think he will because I think he, he's now uh, – He's now a uh, ham guy because he talked about uh, oh. ham like eight times. So I think we've now his his now Viking player is ham. So I'm guessing it won't happen again. But I just like I threw a Hail Mary desperation pass
3: and it got caught. Are you saying that Mark Sanchez may have an affinity for like the fourth option
15: backup running J. back checkdown? Is that what like, you're saying?
4: Yes. He wouldn't stop talking <laughs> about him. And then he's like, when I was young, I played fullback myself. Yeah, um, yeah it, he was okay. also talking about like not his dumb, favorite. Man.
3: He was asked about his favorite touchdown celebrations, and he's like, "Yeah, it's like I, I, I don't know that we need to be like going down the road of Mark Sanchez's celebratory offense." He season.
4: also yeah. he also talked about Kirk, like Kirk is going to Canton first ballot. Well, he probably is. Wow. Probably the probably Vikings. Is. So like, instead of being like Justin, Justin Jefferson, the, yeah, he's like absolutely unbelievable.
3: Unbelievable. like
4: I'm team Jabril.
17: Absolutely not. Uh, I don't know how to uh, to feel. Um, I definitely still haven't recovered from the Cowboys game. I've been trying to get on here for a while. And uh, the Ravens game, it was actually it was cool to watch it without any emotion in it because I didn't think that we we're gonna win. We started off pretty good, but of course we didn't finish. Of course, um, today we beat a good team. Uh, as far as the direction of the team, I'm still not uh, impressed. I feel like I shouldn't be excited about this. It's almost asking. Judd, does he have one chill, boys? Because it's something that should happen. You know, this, this is something that that the team is supposed to do. So I'm not excited about it. Uh, I, after the Cowboy game, I said I was done for the season. But in order for me to to take this team serious, I need to see a couple more wins, win, wins in a row. I need to see, you know, picking up momentum towards the playoffs because, unfortunately, we probably will sneak into the playoffs. But it has to be some more convincing victories. And you just would think, you would expect more of this for uh, the team possibly being on its last leg. This, would be, this should be like desperation time to actually win as many games or be aggressive as possible, and we haven't been as aggressive. So I'm, I'm happy we beat the Chargers. It's good to see us get a win, uh, but it should happen more often. We have so many weapons. We have so many, so many talented players. I'm talking to my, my boy, Eric Kendrick, is literally one of the – well, not even one of the best linebackers in, in the league, and I say that every week, and he does something – a splash play every week, and that's, that's what he does. So uh, happy that we win. Still not sold yet. You know, we pop we, we up when expectation is low. I need to have to win a game when we're supposed to win and we dominate. That's what I'm, I'm looking for. Yeah,
3: that. Dribble, that's fair, man. That's fair. Packers next week. Thanks for jumping on from uh, Atlanta. Appreciate that. Pulford Skull just popped into the comments there, wondering when Declan's going to admit that he was wrong. I'm assuming he means because you thought they were going to get blown out today, but every Wednesday uh, we admit that we were wrong on
5: purple. Well, purple, I didn't admit we would get uh, the idea we get blown out, but all three of my predictions came off and they were untrue. So I, I think there might be a new completion <laughs> percentage leader in the accountability session on Purple Day like, so all three of my predictions did not hit today. Okay. So,
3: Judd had the biggest Judd had one, one of, the the of the greatest predictions. About, time, the last, I get
4: a, about yeah. time I get a touchdown too, because I have been checking <laughs> or I, I have been cousins ask. For a long time,
5: I've been bouncing those checkdowns. I haven't been completing those checkdowns. Oh, so it's,
4: uh, it hurts. It's true though. that
5: uh, right, we'll keep it rolling here. Let's go to let's go to John. John, what's up, man? You're on Vikings vent line. How Where are you go? calling
4: from?
18: Hey guys, I'm calling from Saint here? Paul, but I am okay. a Winona State project. One of the great cities, of Minnesota. Winona. Go Warriors. Thank yeah. you for having me.
3: <laughs> one of and, one of the uh, great one of one of the great it. national championship basketball games of all time from mm. like 14 years ago. I think they lost in. Did they lose yes, or did it, they win in Was it? They lost. Okay. okay.
18: They've yeah, lost, they lost in unbelievable Minnesota fashion a couple times. Yeah. So I'm a little bit too. Old for it. I got. I went to school there like years afterwards, and the basketball like mediocre. A Westerman product for uh, radio broadcast purposes. Uh, so I appreciate you guys, but it's like I've I've had the full Minnesota experience with all of the and the Minnesota sports. On it, so. Hey, we're losing hey, John guys. a little bit, and I'll I'll I'm pretty sure he. Like... Dr- I'm
3: going to put him in the queue because I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dex. You go ahead and do it. it. I'm pretty sure he made a Doug Westerman reference, and I I I would like to make sure that because Doug Westerman was like one of my first teachers on the radio a long time ago. So John, we're losing your connection. We'll come back to you in a second here. If you can straighten that out.
5: Let's, uh, in the meantime, though, let's go to Jonathan. Jonathan, what's up, dude? You're on Vikings Vent line. How are you? What,
0: what's up, guys? Coming from Toronto, Canada. So, uh, love great, great 100%. white north. I'm just, I'm honest. I'm so sick and tired of them, to be honest. I can't. Like, I, 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 want, I wanted them to lose today because it's like, oh, wow, we're aggressive. We're aggressive today. And it's like, oh, next week, we're going to go back to CJ Ham up the middle, screen pass to Conklin. And it's like, you know that meme where it's like, when will you learn? what will you learn it's like it's, that's what i feel like with zimmer it's i think it goes back to like oh uh this is the first year i'm watching film with cousins about right then i'm like the season's over like if you haven't watched film for 4 years with the guy well, what's going on what are you doing i, I it's just they're frustrating today was nice they're aggressive but it's like i'm not going to get my hopes up because they're going to go back to being conservative we're going to hear the excuses and it's like and if I see Breland on the field one more time, I can't. Like, my blood pressure. <laughs> like, my blood pressure its just too much.
3: Dude, so you're, wild. Wow, I mean, so you're not even going to allow yourself, like, just 30 minutes of, all right, that was good. That was fun today. You're, you're just, you're, you, were already, you were already gone, and this was worthless for you. Today. I did, from, like, like seven, three
0: to 8", I was like, okay, you know what, That was solid. <laughs> but I'm thinking, and it's like, okay, we're 4 and 5, like, we lost a Cooper Rush. I'm not over that too. Like that still bugs me. It's like Cooper Rush we lost to. So it's okay. We're gonna get our hopes up, but for what? we go on a we go on a run and then we keep Zimmer. That's even worse. What would we? I don't know. So, so I know I'm pessimistic, but go on, so wait, sorry.
4: wait, 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 wait. Because I'm going to give give you because it's our job a plan here to deal. Because you need a plan. Um, take a step back. I think Zimmer's gone. Like I think it's done. No no matter matter so so yeah. short of see the headline, I will, okay. I'm, but wait, let's focus. Let's get you focused on the important things. For instance, today, who is who is probably the happiest player on that plane? Justin Jefferson, right? Yeah, like so he finally appreciate. got used, and and this is a guy that that you want to be here for a long time and be happy. And I think with with a different coach, he will be. But today was a step on him calming down and saying, Oh my God, they, they did it right. So let's, so let's um, diagram a plan for you. That doesn't look at the totality of, of the frustration, which by the way, I completely get, let's have a plan that focuses on the small things that will make a difference. This is,
3: this is, this is like real therapy. I went to to therapy a few times in my life. They give, they give you action plans. As Phil
4: will tell you, the the way that you feel right now is how i felt about the wild for years which is now you decide to play like you're a bunch of choking pigs so so but i can but in this case i can take a step back and help out so i want you to focus not on like the playoffs and not on on oh my god that they're going to win the rest of their games i want you to focus on the players who they are keeping happy now who you want here okay no, no, that's for sure.
0: That's for okay, sure. Okay, so just... look
4: at that. Justin Jefferson's happy. That should make us all happy.
0: <laughs> no, I agree. I agree for sure. It's just, it's just like I, for example, a bunch of my friends joined the Vikings bandwagon this year. I told them not to. They're like, let me experience it with you. Oh god! And Ow. I'm like, guys, oh, like man. you don't understand. And now I'm getting texts. Oh, we can go on a run. Like this is gonna be awesome. Like no. guys, you don't know. Like no. they do this. They haven't every been hurt yet. Yeah. yeah, they, they haven't been hurt yet. yet. No, no like, this is not hurt you yet.
3: Yeah, no. I can also I can always tell too because you know. So I I was born in the mid '80s. Declan was born early '90s. Mm-hmm. And so I like I came around, and the '98 season was. I didn't know any better because I missed the '70s games. Like, oh, this is great! Look at 1998, gonna win it all. And it was like, it was that like that Temple of Doom movie with Indiana Jones, <laughs> where the guy reaches into people's chests <laughs> and just <laughs> pulls their heart out. Yeah, yeah. Like every, and then there's there's the the Vikings fans that missed '98, and then the Brett Favre '09 yeah, season see, was the first oh, time that happened. You know, oh, like I it started, has to happen to you.
0: I started watching '07, like that's like religiously because my whole family's Vikings fans, and then. Started building up, and then '09 it's like, oh my god, this is, this is different. And then John, what's the refs' name? I can't remember. The, like he was the vice principal, Morelli, something like that. That Saints game, it just, I'm still scarred from that game. So, I'm just, ex- I'm always expecting the worst. That's why I love listening to your podcast because it's like, oh, I, you guys, you understand. Like when you watch there's them pain, for so pain. long, your pain is pain. Like there's yeah, the ultimate pain, ultimate pain, but. I don't know.
4: I guess we the got most to important thing. Hope. The most important thing: save yourself. So if your <laughs> friends, do not try and save them. Yeah. Like like, like if they're going to get blown up here, because we get out of the, here. The Women and children too and much, first do not you, apply to this. No, you save yourself. Yeah. You do what you need to do for you. <laughs> if they need to call us too, that's fine. But don't forget. My um, friends are still on the Vikings' plane. For the love of That's God, don't That's try and problem. save them. That's fine. If you try I and save them, them <laughs> you're going to bring yourself down. I told them. Why?
0: Why are we like? Why can I predict the play from the formation? It's like I, I don't know. Like it's <laughs> I don't know. Like yes, we got I formation. Like I get it. Like we're going to run right up the middle for no yards. I get it. I know. But uh, honestly, thanks guys. Thank you. All right, all right Jonathan. Wow. All thanks bad. for coming on, dude. Updates. We need updates. God, that good. was
5: that was impressive i pay for therapy that i I don't even want to pay anymore can i well, just come to your can, game. can i just land your couch with you and stella and you, you no. diagnose no, my no, relationship call problems me. Can, is that is that an
3: issue no
4: no no no, no. i just don't call do you? personal stuff man COVID, just just I, I, does I,
3: telemedicine for yep. yeah. for vikings yep, yep. fans yep.
4: you just call me i'll put put you on speakerphone. i'll tell you but don't, yeah no
3: dude i have okay so just real quick here so i have a Judd knows this. I've always had like, like high cholesterol and stuff. So I'm, I'm, and I've talked to dietitians and stuff about little tweaks and stuff. So, so just, just on the on the subject of like therapy and and um, telemedicine, I was told last week, they said, hey, we can get you scheduled with this new dietitian. Um, you can either do an in person, a phone call, or telemedicine. And I was like, oh, what's telemedicine? She's like, oh, it's like a Zoom call. And I'm like, oh yeah, let's just do that. And uh, and 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 she said, okay. uh, So it'll be this day, this time. I said, okay. I'll actually be in Minnesota, so it'll be. I'm going to be in Minnesota the week of this thing. And so, and she goes, oh, you're going to be out of state. And I said, yeah. She goes, oh, well, then we can't do telemedicine. You have to be in state to do telemedicine. And I was like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Why? And she goes, well, it's just the rules. You have to be in state to do telemedicine. And I said, well, what about a phone call? She goes, that's fine. We can do a phone call. I'm like, oh, what's the wh- difference? Wait, what? What? What's what? the difference? Okay, that makes no sense. So, Judd, do you do telemedicine for Vikings fans when they're out of state? Just want to uh, clarify for absolutely. people. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, you don't have sure to be we're all in within state. The regular. Okay.
4: Out of state, out of the country. I don't care. Oh yeah, I'm <laughs> bending every rule. I mean, you know, as as Dex said, speaking of Cowboys. I'm a cowboy, like I'll do whatever, but I got people out there who need help. I got people, we got people who need our help and, and to abandon them and force them elsewhere where they might get, let's just say misled. That's not healthy. Mm
8: -hmm.
4: I took, I took the purple craddock oath to help people out. Okay. (laughs) I took that oath and I take that seriously. I'm here for you. Unless you're out of state, and then, no, uh, then you're screwed. Not, no, we can't help no you rules, then. Sorry. No rules on that. You can be in Canada, just like just like the last guy was. I'm going to help you out.
3: Let's try John here again. John, see if he hey, like a better connection there. there Do we you guys
4: here
18: better? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, much better. No go worries. Hey, oh, appreciate it. All right, so I will. I know this is mostly like a reactionary show to the game, but I want to ask you guys like a big picture question because this this was my big takeaway from the game, I guess was like you didn't have three really good defense players. You didn't have Pierce. You didn't have Barr. You didn't have Peterson. The guys didn't play, and the defense was fine. And I don't know how much, you guys, how much we're paying those guys for this one year. Accumulated those three salaries for this one year is probably like $20 million. If, you, if I made you the GM of the Vikings right now, you wake up tomorrow morning, you're the GM of the Vikings, you have Rick Spielman's job. You take those three guys are not playing. And the defense was fine you take that money and you no longer have them on the team and you pour that into the offensive line, you, you know, you've got a good, not great quarterback when he's has a clean pocket, he can make the throws. He's got the weapons. You take that, let's say $20 million from those three players. You get an average center, you get a good guard. And I think that is a playoff team that could potentially win a couple games. That's my big takeaway from this game is the defense is fine. Without these random additions from the offseason, like Zimmer's like I need a cornerback, I need this three technique, I need this linebacker that I love. Yeah. The defense is fine without those guys. You get Nick Vigil. Nick Vigil's as good as Nick uh, as good as Danny Barr. You get it looks like Armand Watts is like a good defensive tackle randomly. And then you get like random quarterbacks is like they can, you know, do the job against random, you know, chargers receivers. The defense is okay. You don't win games with defense anymore. It's not 1995. You take that money, you hit on defensive players like Cameron Bynum, and then you take that money and you put in the offensive line and you ride a quarterback who's good with a clean pocket. He's bad when he's got interior pressure. You give him a clean pocket, he's a good quarterback, you've got good weapons. I think it's, like, super simple, and I think we're speaking the same language because I listen to you guys I feel like we're talking about the same stuff, like Monday through Friday. And I listen to you guys, and it's like, we need better offensive linemen. And we've got the weapons. We've got an okay quarterback. It's not perfect. I'd probably rather have a cheap, young quarterback that's mobile. But this is the bed you made. What's the best thing we can do? Pour it into the offensive line. You've got the weapons. And I think that's the, that is the best thing we can do going forward. So that was my big takeaway from the game. John, Bravo,
3: great Dave. stuff, dude. Thanks for jumping in here. I think, you know, if, to me, unless you are on the cusp of building a 2017-like Vikings defense where it's just like the the best Vikings defense we've seen in, I don't know, 30 years or whatever, then I agree. You should, you should never go into a season four years into Kirk Cousins where you know what he's good at and what he's not. He's not good under pressure. He's not good interior pressure because he's not mobile enough. And Ole Udo was your experimental right guard. Yep. And Garrett Bradbury has been garbage for two years. And you're like, oh, let's roll the dice on a third year because we don't have enough cap space to go after, you know, Corey Lindsley in free agency. They knew, they knew for four years what Kirk Cousins' strengths and weaknesses were. And they still decided that Patrick Peterson, Bashad Breland, Dalvin Tomlinson, a year ago, Michael Pierce, that those are the things they're going to spend their sliver of free agency money on after they clear cap space so like i largely agree that it's amazing that they haven't poured more resources into the offensive
4: line so. yep and three guys now three guys at least in my world are gone smith is gone god bless him great player you but think harrison older. smith's gone after signing gone. the extension yeah be, because i i know i think there's no guaranteed money left i think i saw a note from shooter this morning in the pioneer press i think he has no guaranteed cash left so it's basically it was basically a a lucrative, immediate deal. I'd let him go. I would let Barr has to go bar Barr has a bad knee. well, like he's just got a bad knee yeah i I don't know if, if he's got a lot left in the tank to play uh in the league beyond 2021, and Michael Pierce is gone. yeah I, don't think- I bring Tomlinson I- back. I bring uh, Watts is fine but but right there uh um to John's point. Right there. I'm clearing out three guys, and I agree with him completely. And we've talked about this. I'm signing a guard.
3: Yeah. I also, I don't know, like Pierce, is it bad luck? You know, he missed the, the COVID season. It is what it, it is. He missed the season. It doesn't matter, really, right? And I now mean, he's, he's just, out with the elbow. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's pricing. He's not really been available. And, yeah. you know,
1: I don't
17: know.
3: They've been, it, that's the thing. It's like, what what really moves the needle in today's NFL? Doubling right. down on your passing game. And when you've got some elements, making sure that you fortify the weak spots so and you
4: have it. and you scarred yourself by trying to start shamar stefan do you know how bad shamar stefan is like, like you didn't need to go from well shamar didn't work out so let's spend a bunch on on a nose tackle who we're going to move to three tech you didn't have to do that like you just had to upgrade a little bit and they they with both of those moves they overcorrected it When they should have said, because, Phil, that's the thing is. Like, who didn't sit down in that building and say, when's Kirk good? Well, with a lot of protection. Okay, then, you know, starting back in 2019, we're going to get him the most protection we possibly can. That's the thing. Yeah. All right, who's next, Declan?
5: Let's go to Steve. Steve, what's up, man? You're on Blackie's event line. How are you? Hello, guys.
19: I am literally... Probably the one fan that was watching the game and was just kind of like, "Hey, we won." Just
3: no so so you're no, you you didn't get excited at all on you were uh, Justin deep. Justin Jefferson sideline catch Thielen third and twenty nothing.
19: Uh, you know what? I saw it. You know, I did. You know, pump a fist, but it's just like, you know, I just at this point you're just kind of waiting for that shoe to drop. And it's just yeah, like, me. you know, they win the game, and it's just kind of like, oh, we got another week of of this toll. Are they going to make the playoffs or not going to make the playoffs? Uh, I went to the game against the Cowboys a couple weeks ago. I had – uh by the way, they were great and nice Cowboy fans behind me. They got upset at all the turnovers that their team made, especially the last one. I turned to the guy and I said, look, I will guarantee you this we're going to get the ball, we're going to go down there, we're going to get in the red zone, and we're going to kick a field goal, and then you guys are going to come back and win the game. He did not believe me. He had no faith. The exact thing happened, and I looked at him, and I said, see what I told you?
8: <laughs>
19: I mean, it's just, I, you know, I want to believe, I want to have faith, but it's just like, you know, feel like you, I've been watching him since, you know, Back in the 80s and then up to this point. So, like I said, I'm, we're just used to the disappointment.
3: Steve, bring in the realistic perspective. He's been there. He has seen the Vikings win games like this. We appreciate you coming on, man.
19: Hey, guys, real quick. Yeah. I would say I was at uh, the AEW event last night. Yes, sir. Amazing. Declan, if you were there, I cannot believe you did not point out Baron von Raschke and the freaking claw.
5: The claw, dude. Yes. Awesome. Oh wow! I
3: tweeted. Patrick. He was about there this. last
19: night. Yeah. He actually, he actually put the claw on one of the wrestlers
4: last mm-hmm. night. Oh, wow! Awesome. That's the great. I'm telling you that.
19: Um, okay. I've been to a few few events. Um, that is the second pay per view I've been at. The first one being uh WrestleMania in Miami. Uh, nice. Rock versus Cena. One.
3: I was Hell also yeah. at that WrestleMania. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh,
19: I will tell you a quick story <laughs> about that. In the parking lot, you had uh, a guy out there dressed as Undertaker yeah. pointing at another guy slowly and was, like, ready to tombstone him in the parking lot. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was but, the actual Undertaker. He was just bored yeah, was before the show. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, my, my epic
19: goal one day is to get ringside. That's my, my epic yeah, goal. So. Yep.
3: Yeah. Steve, yeah. thanks Love for that. coming on, man. Awesome stuff. Yeah, that WrestleMania in Miami was that's an, ridiculous. an epic ridiculous. You that's saw The Claw?
5: Yeah, oh, Baron, yeah, he was there, and awesome. the inner Von circle Ridersky. was wrestling. I forget who the inner circle was was wrestling yesterday, but he they put it on there. He was next to also Jack uh, Jack Hager, former Jack Swagger's wife was also right next to him too for that. But he was cage, he was wow. he was ringside, and he put the claw right on him. It was awesome. It was super cool. So did he
3: just sit in his seat the whole time, and a wrestler kind of leaned so over the railing, or what? Happened?
5: He he actually brought him up to the ringside right before that match, so it was clearly a little bit of a setup. And then, and then he did the claw. And then after the match, he he bolted out. Okay. I mean, I think he's I love like eighty-two. I look. Yeah, map, good for him. Uh, he's Still he's got up that there. Death grip. Yep. Right, uh, who's,
3: who's next here?
5: Couple more, couple more here. Let's let's go to Chad. Chad, what's up, man? Welcome to Vikings Vent Line. How are you?
12: Hey, what's up, guys? Not much, dude. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah we got you. got you, man. What'd, What'd you see today? Man, how about Justin Jefferson?
4: Great game. Out, dude! It's Awesome.
12: Finally threw to him. Uh, he, we need to throw to him a lot more, a lot more. And, and Adam Thielen, you know, we need to throw to them both a lot,
3: a lot more. Yeah. I mean, Jefferson, 11 targets today. Thielen had seven, I believe. Yep. And we're all reacting like, Oh my God, look at how much they targeted these guys. It It really like, that's, that's about the median for me of where they – like there should be games where those guys each get targeted 10-plus times. So oh, let's I not agree. let today be the shining beacon for like, oh, this is the – no, this is what they should do pretty much every week and also I against agree. the Packers next week.
13: We should just burn all the tape from earlier in the year and just use this.
5: That's right.
3: Yeah, yep. absolutely,
5: man. Burn, yep. burn it all us. until today. Yep. Appreciate it, awesome. Chad. Chad, thanks for coming hey, on, Chad. dude.
3: Appreciate it.
5: Let's uh, let's wrap here with Chris. Chris, what's up, man? You're on Blackie's event line. How are you, dude?
3: Hey, not too bad. You guys hear me all right?
5: Yeah, yeah where, you, you. where
3: are you calling from? Um,
20: Omaha. Omaha, right. Nebraska.
3: Okay, Peyton Manning. Let's
20: call um, a bit okay. <laughs> Right, a um, Right. You, know, you know, listen to all these callers. You know, listen to you guys for quite a while. Um, I mean, everybody's everybody seems pretty happy. I feel like I'm going to be a Debbie Downer here. Um, this win didn't do anything for us it's not going to do anything for us except hurt us in the draft and we want to go forward and you know the kind of thing that really killed me in the first half is right at the end you know they're calling timeouts and then what do they do they go for a run they lose yardage um they go for a play action kirk cousins runs out throws it away and then the next very next play is a play action again and uh and it looks like Kirk Cousins' feet just nailed right to the turf. Drove me absolutely nuts.
3: Yeah, the Vikings, too, also on defense. Um, I think they've you know, given up like it, it, it 50 just, points or something in the last. They're going to go on,
20: you know, season. maybe a couple game run here and just, you know.
3: Yeah, I think, okay, I, I think, think we get a little, con- little connection gap, gap there, but Chris. Or Chris. He's coming on. on, man.
4: Chris needs help, too.
3: I feel like like three of the last you four guests here are just kind of mad that they won the game today. I'm not mm-hmm. there yet. I don't know. I mean,
7: well,
3: they're not. They're not. Put it this way, they're not bad enough to just lose like seven games in a row. So because they're not like they're they were always destined to be in that seven to ten win range here once they started zero and two, right. and they'll fall in that range somewhere. Well, we'll and they're not happens.
4: getting blown out. Like it's not like they've been horse crap. Now, now I have not agreed with their game plans, but I mean they've played a ton of close games. So, so we're going to see games now in the second portion of the schedule that are going to be close, and they're going to win. I, I don't. If they had won today with a running attack, just like basically been been like last week or last couple games, run, 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 and then occasionally mm. we'll pass. I'd be on the fan side of saying, what's the point? But they didn't. They did something that made sense. And and look, do I think that this magically uh, morphs things to where I'm like, well, they're going to make the playoffs now and be a Super Bowl team? Absolutely not. But if Justin Jefferson, I'll continue to harp on this point, is on that plane now being like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He's just, doing gr- ba-
3: just doing the gritty that, up
4: and down the aisle. He's dry, for yeah, he, three hours. He's, he's in the cockpit right now, gritty in it up. That's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. Um, there are elements of this team that I think are very good and likable. Jefferson is is probably case in point one, right? So that's why I'm not like down. And and ordinarily I'm I'm draft pick guy. Okay. But the most important thing that comes at the end of 2021, in my opinion is coaching change. So I'm not as big on, well, just lose, lose, lose. Yeah. W- would a high draft pick be nice? Absolutely. But two things, one, there is no clear cut QB in this draft. So it's not like you're, you're going to get to the top and take uh, a guy like uh, um, I don't know, like a Peyton and be like, okay, we got our quarterback. So that's one. And two. I don't think at this point in time that Mike can save his job. So, I, I, so I'm so i sort of just at peace. And the fact that Jefferson was featured today and played great, it sort of empowers us to say, hey, look, if you do what everybody, not just our show, if you do what everybody's been saying, it's going to work because it worked today.
3: That went to, just okay. for this season's purposes, I'm not speaking to people that want them to tank because I also, I just, that's not realistic. This team's roster is too good to just lose seven and games. And the games ago, are close, so, so like yes. they're
4: not going to be able to. You're right.
3: So here's why that win today was great. If you're if you're looking to do as much damage this season as possible, even if you lose to Green Bay, you'll be four and six, which isn't ideal. But the next four games after that are all very very gettable. It's at San Francisco, at Detroit, home against the Steelers, and then at the Chicago Bears. So you're looking at maybe a 3 and 1, possibly 4 and 0 oh stretch if things if they continue to be aggressive offensively and the team doesn't quit on Zimmer, right? So I you know, lump the Packers, let's say the Packers game is a loss and they go to 4 and 6. If the Packers game is a win and then you get the four winnable games, then it's go really time. interesting. But there there is a very conceivable path to like three wins in your next 5 which then gets you to, what, seven and seven going into the last four and that playoff, like, there's two playoff spots up for grabs. So I'm not, I, I'm not rooting for seven straight losses. Like, that's not a realistic thing with this football team. I do,
4: I do need the coaching change. Like, I need that. After the season. Yes. Yes. Exactly. But it's I not, just because
3: that's also not going to happen in the middle of no, the season. No, and that's
4: fine. I don't care about that. You, if, and
3: even if they lose to like he bought himself an extra month at least. Well, now with that I don't.
4: Today. I don't want a coaching change, B- because if they make it and play well, they're going to say, "Look at what Andre Patterson did. Let's keep him," and and thus you keep a lot of people who I consider to be coaching wise the problem. Yeah. So as long as we get the realization that they need to to update themselves as far as philosophy goes and coaching goes and possibly gm goes i'm fine with it if they get to the end and are like well i mean we played better let's keep let's keep this thing then i've got a problem yep so all
3: right that's how i feel yeah what a what an interesting Sunday here on many different levels. Mike Zimmer seeing the lights. If you missed it earlier, Mike Zimmer went up to Justin Jefferson earlier this week and told him you're getting the ball more. Mike Zimmer took the offense, at least philosophically, took the reins and said, we're doing
4: this. We're going to be more aggressive. We're going you to go for that? it on fourth down.
3: It's going Can to be great. Can
4: that, though? Like, like you have to, what now, eight games in, nine games in, that you have to go up to your star player, arguably a top five guy, right? like he might be right now among the five best re- receivers in the entire league and say, oh, come on, man. You'll get the ball more. I mean, that's like go- go- going at the Kaprizov and Okay, well, you know what? First line, that's fine. Huh? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Come on. That's no, why I, can... I need to change. I need a change, but <laughs> – but the good thing is I love folks, how you just like you yeah, just, just drop hockey into this Justin like Jefferson. No, but I'm just saying it's a star player. It's like going up to Ant and saying, I think we should play you more, Ant. <laughs> yeah. Well, no bleep, Sherlock. Um but yes, just keep it in mind, folks. Just just remember, you saw some good things, but that doesn't change the outcome. More therapy to come next week. Amen. And that has been we're here Vikings Vetline.
3: Appreciate you guys making this the most fan-friendly and interactive show in Minnesota sports. Please click subscribe and the like button on this episode if you're watching us right now live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. And uh, we'll hit you with daily Vikings shows. You can also listen to Apple, Spotify, or the Score North app. It's a central hub for everything we do. Judd Zolgad over there. Our executive producer, Declan Goff, over there. I'm Phil Mackey. We'll see you guys tomorrow on Purple Daily.